0: Turning things back over to Mr. Mark Weber for hour two of this weekend's edition of Garden Talk. Good morning.
1: How are you, sir? Doing well. How about you? I have some good news.
0: Ooh, what's the news?
1: <laughs> Do you like trees? Yes. Do you love trees?
0: I love trees.
1: Wouldn't you like to have a, a license? your license plate, say, trees for Ohio? Hmm.
0: Now that... My license plates, uh, my ride could use a little more spunk, I think. So I, I would well, not be opposed to that. Guess
1: what? Here very shortly this year, you will be able to buy a license plate that promotes trees for Ohio, and all of the proceeds that uh, go for the purchase of this, of this license plate, I think it's an extra fifteen or twenty five dollars, goes okay. goes directly to educational programs that promote. Um, tree health and tree care very good Yeah, and you can learn about it at treesforohio.org and this is the hour of garden talk we'll be talking to Randy Tischer from Green Velvet Side Farms talking to you at 457-1290 on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO
2: the views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio
1: And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you. And welcome back to Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is a show all about helping you with your yard, gardening, and landscaping challenges. And uh, I'd love to help you today at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. That'll put you into the master control studios of WHIO Radio where I am happy to help you with your questions about your landscape, about your trees, about your lawn, about your tomatoes. Without whatever that challenge may be, there is a, an answer, there is a question, there is information that we can share with each and every one of you this morning as we begin this morning's broadcast. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit on the mor- this morning's monologue about insecticide options with emerald with emerald ash borer. Um, this is an insect that was brought into Ohio some years ago, and it has clearly devastated millions and millions of trees in the state of Ohio and Indiana and Kentucky and Pennsylvania and on onward. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your options as far as controls are concerned. Um, There are basal controls. That's where you can apply an insecticide near the root zone of the tree. And uh, the research shows that you will get sometimes good good results. Sometimes you'll get lousy results. Um, You can also apply insecticides um, into the trunk of the tree. Um and there are certain ones that have been shown to provide excellent control, but we need to quantify something um every time you drill a hole into the trunk of a tree, you risk that tree for, of becoming decayed um and you create a wound that will ever so ever lever ever be in that tree forever um. And I will tell you that it is a better best practice not to drill holes into your tree uh, to control emerald ash borer, but to use what they call bark sprays. Um, the research shows that bark sprays, and that's where you apply the insecticide to the bark of the tree, it's absorbed through the bark of the tree and systemically goes throughout the plant and gives it gives adequate control. Um, research has shown that bark sprays are very potent as potent as injections inside the tree and I will tell you that I will say one of the best things you can do is not to drill into your trees but to treat the bark of your trees and without further ado into the studio is the one and only Mr. Jesse Mack good morning good morning how are you I have a win question for you (laughs)
4: let's
1: see let's hear it what do you got okay if I want to figure out it, are there like wind maps? Do they make maps that show where where wind, winds are delineating in a certain day, in a certain hour?
4: Um, are you talking about like a future cast wind or are you talking about an observed wind that Historical already Historical winds. Historical winds. Ugh. It's got to be like reported on and usually it would be um, – I mean you can look at data at a certain point because the
1: airport's measuring it constantly. Um, so like I have I have I have a situation where I've got got wind data from Wilmington. Okay. That's you know showing zero to nine miles an hour. Okay. And then I got wind data from another airport that's no more than twenty miles to the south or so twenty five miles to the south of that, showing winds as high as fifteen to twenty miles an hour. Okay. That's on not, the same on the like- same on the same day, and, and this certain location is like plucked right in the middle of it.
4: And you're trying to figure out what the wind was. Yeah, I oh. mean, it's like
1: it's that it's that divergent.
4: Yeah, that and that's I won't say like typical, but it happens. You know, it's not out of the question that something like that would happen because those weren't like insanely different no, numbers. They're, no. they're somewhat close. So yeah, I mean, I guess you kind of just have to average the two. Because the best the best record is what the airports are. Well, importing. how
1: about and I've and I found a weather reporting station uh-huh. through I guess weather underground or something where it looks like this. There's a person who has like an amateur radio frequency yeah. thing, and he he's he or she has got a weather unit and is reporting the weather data. And this morning, when I was how boring I am. This morning, when I was eating <laughs> breakfast before I came to the radio station, I was comparing their weather data to the weather data in in Wilmington and the weather data at this other reporting sta- this other National Weather Service reporting station. And his data was like, his, what he was currently reporting was almost identical to both stations. Both everybody was showing the same okay. wind speeds and stuff.
4: There's there's a lot of um, metars that are popped around and, and what's Mattis, that? They're like little sites, kind of like you mentioned. Right. A lot of them are associated with either the National Weather Service or or something like that. They have their hands in it. Um, it's not like it's generally not just like a regular Joe Schmo's equipment or whatever. Um, so there's a bunch of those that because we have them used as well because uh, we don't we have you know data that we're pulling in Salina, but I don't believe we use. It, I know there's an All Glaze County. Or not, I know there's a Mercer County airport, but right. you know, just a tiny one. I don't think we're pulling data from there. There's just an example, I, I could be wrong, but there's some places that do not have an airport that we pull data from. And I think it's kind of what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. And, and, and what I was interested in is, is you know, I can, I can look at radar loops on storms, they, they, they have that stuff, and you can watch how a storm moves across and, and it shows the intensity in a certain area. Mm hmm. But there's nothing when it comes to wind. Yeah. Not wind, like wind is measured measured, you know, at an airport or someplace that it that has that, that type of sophisticated equipment to measure. But you can have variances within in this case, twenty miles.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's weather to a key right there, is that we don't have all the data at all points. We just have I mean more or less, we have like data from each county kind of right, in a, just in a spatial frame, and that's the issue that's why weather is so difficult to um, to monitor and to forecast because we don't have all the data we just have some
1: <laughs> little little glimpses of it yeah,
4: we need more and more and more of those points because then it would get our our information would be better and more accurate, and we could have more accurate forecasts so that's mm. but it's it's all money so. so.
1: How much rain fell last night?
4: Uh, I just checked and we felt we were just at under one inch in Dayton.
1: See, that um, kills me. It, man, it came down in buckets at my house. It
4: did. It was absolutely pouring. And
1: I don't know if it was just my wife says it was the
4: wind. It got very windy. 45 mile per hour yeah. wind gusts. Yeah, yeah, it got, yeah. It got very windy and that surprised me.
1: Yeah, it was pelting up against the windows about 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or, or 2 a.m. I don't know, whatever time it, it was. It was right around there. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 but I, I, I looked and they said the, it only had about an inch. I go, you're kidding me.
4: Seems like we have more than an inch. I know. I, I think so too. I think it just, it came in so fast. Um, if it stayed a little bit longer, we would have, we would have had flash flood warnings. But luckily mm-hmm. that thing's moving right along. It's in Dart County and Mercer County now. So, We're just looking at some nice little scattered showers.
1: So Easter Sunday's tomorrow. Mm -hmm. A lot of people got family plans, Mm -hmm. Easter egg hunts, and all that kind of uh, stuff that happens on this auspicious uh, holiday. Mm
4: -hmm. Um, What's our weather like? Uh, It's going to start off chilly and cloudy and kind of gloomy like this. We'll we'll stay dry, but it's going to be a gloomy start and a chilly start. So if you have any plans, leave them for the afternoon because it really warms up. Mm-hmm. We get up into the mid to upper 60s, and then we'll see sunshine by the afternoon too. So if you have any of those, it's be a nice day, accounts, day then. Yeah, do it afternoon if you have any outdoor things you want to do.
1: Going to be a nice spring, a nice spring Sunday. Exactly, outstanding. Uh, next week, what are we looking at?
4: Uh, it gets much warmer into the mid 70s, right into Monday, and mm-hmm. then we're flirting with the 70s pretty much all week. Chance for, uh, next chance for rain is arriving on Tuesday. Chance for showers and storms, I believe. And I just looked at data in Dayton. You probably know this already, but the average last frost in Dayton is the 19th of April. So yesterday, yep. on average, is one
1: Well, we- growing degree days are at 197 this, oh, wow. this morning. And uh, we are also, germination of uh, crabgrass has begun. Mm-hmm. Um, germination of grass seed has begun. Um, I got my first germination. I think it was Wednesday morning. Okay. I saw it in my neighbor's yard. Is
4: that on par or are we a little bit early this year? It's about
1: right. About right. It's always right around, you know, 15th of, 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 of April. Um, I, it's interesting to me though is, is phenological data wise, um, it seems to be when they used to always say when forsythia blooms, okay? I realize that I think it's related to lilacs. Hmm. French hybrid lilacs because I have French hybrid lilacs in my yard and every year that they bloom, I I find crabgrass in in germination mode. Gotcha. So I think the phenological data is more toward lilacs than it is for Scythia <laughs> Nature gives you a little signal. <laughs> well, th- this I don't know if you ever seen this. Ohio State University puts this together, okay. which, and this is the Ohio State phenological calendar. And you can actually, you know, type in your zip code, and it shows you how many growing degree days you're at.
5: Uh-huh.
1: And what why we use this as a tool is is when we have certain plants to come into bloom, there are certain insects that we can control. Uh-huh. And then we know when, like, for example, right now at 197, we've got, we got a European um, Licurium scale is in crawler stage, which means that we can apply, um, particularly like horticultural oil and control this insect. Okay. Versus guessing.
4: <laughs> and just wasting your money. <laughs> yeah, Do and this, this
1: allows you to pinpoint. Yeah. And a lot of within... The insect and disease world, these issues are fairly predictable by growing degree days. Mm-hmm. And that's why nutcases like me and others worry about growing degree days. So.
4: Well, that's good. we got to have somebody to go to for the information. I go to you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, have a good
1: day, okay? You too. Stay dry. It's good to see you. All right. Bye-bye. Four, five, seven, is the number of the dial. And let's go talk. To, uh, Javon, it's okay with you. We'll take one call, okay? Let's go to Vandalia, and let's go talk to Doug. Doug, good morning, and uh, happy spring and happy Easter to you.
6: You as well. Thank you, sir. I How have, can we help you? I have a question about volunteer buckeye trees that have sprouted in my yard from my neighbor's tree. Uh, is it worth my time and effort to try to transplant those where I would like to have them, or is that a waste of time?
1: Well, they typically, how big of plants are they, if I may ask?
6: About two inches tall. They just have two
7: leaflets on them.
1: Okay. Um, Let's keep in mind, I think you could probably, you said about two inches tall?
7: Yes. You know. I
6: I still see the Buckeye nut at the, soil
1: line okay let's go ahead and try to lift them up today And, and i think you would probably be just fine by doing it um just remember that you want to make as big of a soil clump as you possibly can okay and when you go to move it and with it being with them just germinating you're probably going to be okay um just remember they got usually one little root that goes straight down at this stage of their life okay okay
6: and am I too late to
1: put the crabgrass preventative down? Um, you need to get it down today.
6: Okay. I'll like, do I that. Said,
1: I, like I said, like I said, I saw my first crabgrass germination. I think it was Tuesday, Wednesday. And what's interesting is it, it's coinciding. This is the third year in a row that it's co- coincided with uh, French hybrid lilac bloom which is, to me, a, a pretty good indicator. We used to always say that it was when the forsythia blooms, but I don't think that's the case. So, okay, sir. Thank you. Thank you, and thanks for calling Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When we come back, we will be talking to Thomas in St. Paris? And there's not one, but three available phone lines at 457-1290 on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
2: When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
3: If you love sports and are looking for a business opportunity to own a sports business franchise, Redline Athletics is the sports business you want to own. Redline Athletics Youth Athletic Training Centers are focused on enhancing speed, strength, and sports-specific skills training. Convenient monthly memberships for semi-private sessions with experienced trainers on the hour. Redline Athletics has the potential to offer a high rate of return on investment with their signature youth sports training centers. Redline is now awarding franchises in the Columbus, Cincinnati, and Dayton regions. If you have a passion for sports with a purpose to serve this underserved youth sports market, then you should own a Redline Athletics Youth Athletic Training Center franchise. For more information about owning a Redline Athletics franchise, call 800-997-0116. That's 800-997-0116 or visit redlinefranchise.com, redlinefranchise.com. Minimal required net worth and cash liquidity required. Call 800-997-0116.
8: StocksLagers is our name. Greenhouse and Garden Center invites you to celebrate our 60 years of growing during our annual spring sale. In our seven acres of greenhouses, we grow a wide variety of flowering baskets starting at just 9 dollars And bedding geraniums, buy one pack, get one free. Pick from beautiful roses, quality vegetable plants, and potted herbs. StocksLagers Spring Sale, now through Sunday, April 28th. Greenhouse and Garden Center. David Cemetery offers many options for your cremation, from niches in our mausoleums and columbariums to a ground burial in our traditional grave spaces or scattering in our remembrance circle. Like traditional burial, placing a cremation in a columbarium or mausoleum niche offers family and friends a physical location for memorialization. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, Generations of Care. Instead of being exposed to stock market losses, what if you could have the opportunity to get substantial bonuses on your retirement accounts and the potential to participate in stock market gains without any participation in stock market losses? Call Rusty Miller for your complimentary Retirement and Income Kit and Annuity Rate Report at 844-912-7233. That's 844-912-SAFE. 844-912-7233.
0: This is Larry Hanskin. The new assisted living and memory care Beehive Homes of Springboro is now offering move-in specials. Call 937-350-1211 to schedule a tour. Appreciate the difference of a smaller, more personalized experience. Beehive Homes of Springboro, the next best place to home.
8: At Wild Birds Unlimited, we are your backyard bird feeding experts. Got squirrel problems? We can help. Blackbirds taking over? We know what to do. Wild Birds Unlimited. Visit us online and in the voice of America. Center in Westchester or in Springboro next to Dorothy Lane Market.
2: It's Easter weekend in the Miami Valley and we're continuing to bring you breaking news and local Storm Center 7 weather updates for your family. This is Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station. AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO.
1: Good morning, everybody. It's 726. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Steady rain moving into the Miami
4: Valley this morning. We're going to see anywhere from a half to three quarters of an inch of precipitation. Many of us could see more than that as we move into the morning and afternoon hours. High temperature today lifting to 46 degrees. Those scattered showers tapering off as we go towards the late afternoon and early evening hours cloudy overnight with a low dropping to 39 degrees but finally for sunday chilly to start in the morning hours cloudy but warmer and partly sunny as we get into the afternoon with a high of 65 degrees i'm meteorologist jesse mag of the miami valley severe weather station am 1290 and news 95 7 whio
1: a current scan of the new live doppler hg7 radar shows uh heavy showers from pretty much uh uh, north of Eaton, all the way up through Dark County, up through Salina, up through Wapakoneta, up north near where my old hometown is near Finley. We have a big uh, lull area from about uh, central Montgomery County off to our east, and beyond that, it's 42 degrees at the airport, 43 at Springboro, 42 in Xenia. On the on the station that uh, you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk, AM 1290 and News 95.7. W-H-I-O. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic.
2: And our Ask the Expert weekends. AM 1290 and News 957-W-H-I-O.
1: 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast. Let's head to the telephone lines at 457-1290. Hey, Thomas, good morning and a uh, happy spring to you, sir. Well, thank you. Happy
9: spring to you. How can I happy help? Easter.
1: Yes, sir. Same to you. How can I help?
9: Well, I have two questions. Number one, I have two bushes around my house. One is called a bowling ball, and it's like an evergreen in the shape its round. Okay. And the other one is boxwood, I believe, and they are all too big. And I wondered how much I can trim off of those. Before I stop, or before I ruin them, or am I going to have to replace them?
1: Well, the bowling ball is an actually an arprovidae. It's actually arprovidae thujoxidentalis, and you can shear that to you get to the last green. I mean, you can reduce the length of those needles to you who to, but don't want to remove it all the way to the where there's no no green left. But you want to use a pair of like scissor bypass pruning shears for that. Mm-hmm. You don't want to use electric trimmers. Okay. Worst thing in the world you can do.
9: That's good news because yeah. I probably would have done that.
1: Yeah, those things are not the good good for plants. Okay. Um, the boxwood are concerned. You know what variety of boxwood they are? No, I don't. Okay. Why it matters is there's certain varieties of boxwoods that we prune differently, meaning there's Asiatic types and then there's European types. So I would suggest getting a positive plant ID of which one you got and then work with a qualified horticulturist or arborist to help you guide you on the best means and methods to prune. Thanks for calling Garden Talk. Have a great weekend, Thomas, and happy Easter. We'll be with Randy Tischer in a moment here on Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News
2: 95.7 It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 W-H-I-O. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. W H I O Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it.
0: It's seven thirty. I'm Jonah oddy with a W H I O News Update. Our top story we're following this morning. We're keeping our eyes on some heavy rain activity impacting the Miami Valley on this Saturday.
4: We're tracking plenty of rain moving into the Miami Valley. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive W H I O forecast is coming up.
0: Well, WHIO triple team traffic so far not seeing any major accidents out there for our Saturday morning shouldn't have any trouble on those freeways, but except for of course for the weather causing troubles as well. Be sure to take it slow if you're heading out there as roads could be slick and a band of heavy rain impacting the area moving slowly along the but steadily. Uh, bringing light showers throughout the area
4: around with it. Just a chilly day overall, kind of a messy day as well. That heavier rain band moving off towards the north affecting Salina, Wapakoneta, and Greenville.
0: Meteorologist Jesse Mag is the exclusive forecast in just minutes. So far, not seeing any flood warnings for any Ohio counties. There are some advisories lingering for Warren and Clinton counties. Those are set to expire in the next 15 minutes. We'll be keeping our eyes on that band of heavy rain. And we'll bring you updates as it, as it continues to move along our area. In Dayton, a 17-year-old stabbed at Low Ray Recreation Center after a confrontation by another escalated. A witness there saw it all.
9: This kid just walked over and he just like started cussing and everything. Uh, we weren't doing anything to him.
4: He said that teen slashed his friend's bike tires. His friend went to confront the young man and came away with a stab wound on his left side.
0: WHIO's Sean He no word yet on that victim's condition. Well, a man who held off cops for several hours in a standoff in Harrison Township makes a court appearance. Bond was set for Mark Slate Jr. at $125,000. Slate faces a number of charges after cops had to cut the siding off a house to get him out of an attic following a slow speed chase that started in Kettering. WHIO's Ron Otto says Slate is in Montgomery County Jail. With the most accurate and dependable forecast is meteorologist Jesse Mag.
4: Rain moving into the Miami Valley throughout the morning hours, heavy at times, especially early. Starting off with chilly temperatures, the low right around 40 degrees and the high not climbing all that high up to only 46 degrees. More scattered showers expected throughout the day. Those taper off as the day goes on. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO. Well,
0: the latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar still showing some heavier rain activity, impacting primarily dark and parts as as well as parts of Mercer and just a little of Preble County as well at this time. We're seeing that heavy band of rain making its way from Eaton up toward north of Salina and north of Wapakoneta, but it is dying down from what it was just an hour ago. We're going to keep our eyes on it. 39 degrees in Troy, 41 in Springfield, 42 here in Dayton, where maybe a drizzle at the very most is what we're seeing at 733.
6: I'm Jonah Adi, WHIO Continuing News. After Earth Day, the environment became everyone's responsibility and planting trees became more than just a place to hang a swing. This is John from Nolwood. Trees are nature's air purifiers. They help clean our water. They shade your house in the summer and stop winter winds. Nolwood believes every day can be Earth Day. By planting the right trees, you'll not only help yourself, you'll help Mother Earth in the process. We'll show you how. Noah Garden Center in Beaver Creek. We love trees just like you. Remodeling shows on TV tell us, when it comes to decorating, accessories make the magic. This is John from Noel Garden Center. For our outdoor living spaces, pottery is the accessory of choice. Around the patio, on the deck, pottery is the easy way to create a fresh new look. Choose a favorite style, choose a favorite color. You'll find exactly what you want in our displays. Glazed clay, big, small, Pottery makes decorating a breeze. Millwood Garden Center in Beaver Creek, or pottery lovers just like you.
7: Warm weather's arriving, and you're in the midst of deciding where to get your next new vehicle so you can hit the road in style. It has to be fun for the family and fulfill your work and recreation needs. It's time to find new roads at Dave Kael Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks, Routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg, the home of great deals, no doubt, every day. You'll find a big-city selection of trucks, cars, vans, and SUVs. Dave Kale specializes in hard-to-find trucks, among their hundreds of trucks, plus a great selection of GM-certified program vehicles. Dave will tell you the buying
9: experience is easy. There are no hassles, plus you'll spend a minimum time at the dealership and get the
1: great price for the vehicle you want.
7: Call 1-800-886-1000 to get started and go to Dave, K-E-H-L, Chevrolet.com to find out more. Time to find new roads and join thousands of customers who have found the best place to get their next new or used vehicle is Dave Kale Chevrolet in Mechanicsburg.
10: The check engine light is on in Washington, but politicians keep driving the car as if nothing is happening. There it is again. It's Social Security. Hi, I'm Mike Martinez, founder of The Pension Group. A new government report says that Social Security trust fund will run out by the year 2034. And that it costs will exceed revenues this year for just the second time in more than three decades. What does that mean for you? When should you start taking benefits? Or for your spouse? And how can you get every dollar of Social Security you're rightfully entitled to? Find out what your choices are by calling me at 937-669-7094. I've been helping clients tune up their retirement decisions for over two decades. My team and I don't work for the government, but we know Social Security. Call me, 937-669-7094, and we can help you find out how to get every dollar of Social Security you rightfully are entitled to. 937-669-7094, investment advisory services offered through the Pension Group. This
2: is Clark Howard here on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. Did you know you can get our latest news flash briefing on your smartphone or iPhone? Use the Google Assistant app and say, Play WHIO News. <laughs> How can you grow a better lawn? Let's go in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Sod Farms on AM twelve ninety and News 95.7 H I O.
1: Good morning, Mister Tisher. Well, it's a good
9: wet one. We had uh, we had almost uh, an inch and a half of rain in the last twenty four hours here. So uh... you,
1: I, it's what I keep saying. I don't think that, uh, I was kept reading this morning when I was eating breakfast. An inch, an inch. I go. I think more of an inch fell last night than than what they're saying uh crabgrass is up mr Tischer. yeah you know I, I heard you talking
9: about that and uh and and what people need to understand is that crabgrass all the crabgrass in the world doesn't germinate at one time mm-hmm. You have crabgrass that germinates early um uh, and uh and now's the you know t- technically mark we're right on schedule i heard you talking about that a little while ago but uh yep you know the crabgrass uh, this year is is behaving normally but you know some of these crabgrass varieties germinate uh you know 3 or 4 weeks from now so Right. So uh, uh the take home lesson is exactly what you said if you haven't gotten your crabgrass uh product on uh, get it on this week get it on today get it watered in and uh and uh, you still should get uh, a pretty good decent control on your uh, crabgrass and foxtail.
1: Well I I I also will tell you the third year in a row. Third year in a row. That uh, French hybrid lilac, when it blooms, crabgrass germinates.
9: Well, you know, I've never heard that, but I wrote I wrote that down actually because I don't think uh, for Scythia for for years and years and years the rule was when when for Scythia blooms, that's uh, that's about the time that crabgrass and foxtail germinates, and uh, I, I don't find that to be as reliable as uh, as maybe uh, I don't know maybe it used to be so
1: french lilac huh you know and it's it coincides it coincides with eastern redbud okay eastern redbud um, blooms about 191 growing degree days and and i kind of gauge this based on my yards okay? okay i've got eastern redbud i've got white red redbud and redbud and i also have a big collection of lilacs and when they bloom, and the lilacs and the and the the French hybrids bloom at, bloom start to bloom at the same time as as my white buds do, and and there's one spot in my neighborhood where I have neighbors that don't do a lot of proactive lawn care activities. I always find crabgrass germinating in their yard about the same time as when lilac begins its first bloom and when redbud begins its first bloom. It's been three years in a row, so I think about 191 growing degree days. It puts us kind of where crabgrass germinates. What's interesting, though, is is the, is the phenology calendars will tell you it's at 151 or so. So I don't know if being off by 51, fifty one fifty, it's somewhere in that time range, but it's kind of interesting to me though, that it seems to be the be the case. So um, one
9: thing you, people can remember is uh, is we've got today uh, a herbicide called Diathia right? Uh, and that's a, a pre-emergent crabgrass and foxtail control product, but also has early post-emergent controls. So a lot of people switch over to uh, uh the the pre emergent product with diethio here this time of the year and and you 'll still be in good shape for crabgrass and fox to co- tail control because it it kills whatever germinates here early
1: exactly exactly Mr. Tischer a great analysis today at GardenTalkBlog.com dot com about why lawns look the way they do and and I think Joe Reynolds and Todd Hicks from Ohio State University really hit the the oblivial nail nail on the nail on the head
9: yeah you know there's been so much uh this has been a, a really bad year uh, the yards came out of the winter in in worse shape than uh than, than normal and uh, it's it's caused so much uh concern that uh that the high state university uh department of plant pathology there joe and uh todd uh, wrote a short article uh what they think caused uh this uh this condition and it's sort of a three-phase uh uh, three three different uh, things happened uh, last year. Uh, uh, first, uh, uh, we had real wet conditions last fall, uh, and uh, and then we had a lot of freezing and thawing over the winter. And that that freezing and thawing cycle, combined with the wet conditions all November and December, pushed a lot of the plants out of the ground,
10: mm-hmm.
9: and uh, and they they just desiccated because the the root system uh, uh, were exposed to the cold temperatures and the winds and if they didn't get pushed down back in the ground uh, over the winter, they they uh, they died with frost heaving. Right. Uh, they also noticed that gray leaf spot uh, disease was rampant last fall, and uh, gray leaf spot disease is primarily deadly to uh, perennial ryegrass. So if you have a lot of perennial ryegrass in your yard last fall, um, maybe gray leaf spot took it out over the over the fall, and that's why you've got bare spots this winter and. And then he talks about uh, the, the the shift last year, and I remember it was hotter than uh, you know it was hot right. in October, and we went from real real almost record hot conditions uh, to wet and cold conditions November and December, and uh, and that that was a stress that uh, that really uh, uh, was more than maybe the plant could take over the winter, and so a, a combination of all three. Uh, provided with us uh, with a lot of opportunity for for reseeding or resodding your yard this spring. Unfortunately,
1: right. And you know, Randy, I go back to this thing where I think people don't get it, but I, I hate to say this, but nothing in this world lives forever. Okay, yes. trees don't live forever. We don't live forever, and neither does grass. And, you know, it's, there's going to be times when grass will fail and we have to, you know, pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and replant and, and, and regroup. And, and I hate to say this, but most of the yards I've seen this year have some degree of damage in them that's going to require some maintenance, some care, some, some, some patience. And uh, it's not your lawn care company's fault. No, <laughs> I hate no, to I tell you know, that, but exactly isn't. Right a lot of people want to blame somebody for everything, and this is one of these where you know, this is just good old-fashioned nature at work. So, um,
9: You know, you know, Mark, you, you hit a nail on your head. I've always said people always blame the lawn care companies. Uh, you know, the lawn care company killed my yard. Well, I, I've always said, and I, I wasn't the guy that came up with this, but, but lawn care companies probably should only take the, uh, credit for 50% of the success uh, in, in a, in a lawn care program, but probably should be blamed for no more than 50% of the failure because even the best lawn care company, the best people, the best products, the best timing, everything perfect. Uh, if mother nature doesn't cooperate, that lawn care company is, is made to look like, like, you know, they don't know what they're doing. Right. And, uh, and mother nature, we, we fail to realize that, that we're, we've got a partner in this growing little world and of the nature and uh and mother nature has the last word on everything and she can make this i know she makes me look like i know what i'm doing some days right. and some days you would wonder what the heck randy Tisher's doing trying to grow grass he has no clue what he's doing so it's uh it's interesting how mother nature affects our uh, our work
1: mr Tisher as always thank you so much for being part of garden talk and uh, have a great easter and i'm sure the bunny will be hopping around at your house tomorrow.
9: Well, we dyed Easter eggs last night. Good. Fortunately, we put plastic all over the table because, uh, you know, with uh, with uh, two little grandkids, uh, that can be uh, that can be an interesting experience. But uh, we've got some of the most interestingly decorated eggs you will ever see, and uh, and I understand that the Easter Bunny might hide those tomorrow somewhere around the yard.
1: Mr. Tischer, as always, take good care of you, and we'll talk to you next week. You got it, Mark.
5: Thank you. You bet.
2: You've been in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Zod Farms. Our Ask the Expert phone lines are open to answer your gardening and landscape questions. Call Mark Weber at 457 1290. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO.
1: 457 1290, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to get excited. I want you to get fired up. There's not one, there's not two, but three wide open lines where your chance to talk to me, Mark Weber, a board certified master arborist, a certified professional horticulturalist with over 40 years of real world experience is itching to talk to you at 457-1290. Let's go dig deep into dirt. Let's go talk to Emily. And Emily's got questions about planting. Emily, good morning, and uh, welcome to Garden Talk.
7: Good morning, Mark. Happy spring to you, Emily. Thank you.
1: How may I be assistance to you, ma'am?
7: My husband and I would like to plant a
8: flowering tree um, near, like, on the south-facing side of our yard next to our house. And we're not looking for something that's going to get huge because we have some pretty big trees already, but... Um, just something that would be pretty flowering. I don't know. We were thinking of dogwood, but I have no idea if you had any suggestions for something that might do well South facing.
1: Well, I think the first thing you got to think about, Emily, is what's going to work in your site. And do you have any overhead wires or utilities or anything like that below or above um, ground?
7: Not at that location, not at the place where we're
1: trying to, okay, something. good. That's. I'm, I'm gonna kind of go through what you should think about, okay, okay. and mm-hmm. realize I paint this picture in a in this broad stroke because these are things that affect all our listeners, not just you, okay? right? Uh-huh. That, that's the beauty of talk radio is we get to talk about it, but and and paint it in a broad brush so that everybody that listens right, right now it's great information that helped them as well because in other words you 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 fruit from from this discussion but everybody else is going to go wow okay that makes sense to me so first thing you want to look at is underground utilities you know do you have wires telephone wires overhead conductors is there a gas line buried under that area the, the, the stuff that you got to think about because if a tree is planted underneath utility wires you're you're asking for trouble you just simply are trees do conduct electricity by the way so we don't want to do that. The second thing that we want to look at are the, the amount of light that that area gets. Is it full sun? Is it partial shade? Can you tell me what you've got?
7: It's, it's got some shade, but... What um, time it, of the day? It, um, afternoon.
1: Okay. So we've got kind of a partially shaded condition, don't we?
7: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And then the next question is, have we done a, I know everybody hates it when I ask this question. Have we done mm-hmm. a salt test?
9: No, but I do
1: know how to do that because I've listened to your show. Okay, so let's do a salt test and see where you are with your pH, okay? okay? pH has a big, you know, kind of think of it this way. All plants are have what they call physicality. And physicality means they have limitations. We have plants that can live in the desert. We have plants that can live in the rainforest. We have plants that can live in prairie systems We have plants that live in mountains. You see where I'm going with this? Mm -hmm. Plants are really boxed into what the physicality of the site is. And the physicality is rainfall, sunshine, shade, pH of soil. Uh, You know, you could have soils that are in this part of the United States that can be as low as 6.0. And I've seen them as high as Mm 9.0. Okay, that's a huge variance. And it's really hard to cite which species of plant works best. But I'm going to give you some bulletproof groups of plants that will probably work in that area with partial shade. How's that? Okay. okay? Great. First one that comes to my mind is the redbud family. Okay. You know, you've got gold leaf red buds. You've got purple leaf red buds. You've got green leaf red buds. You've got red buds that turn white. You've got red buds that are pink and some red buds that are more, more reddish pink than pink. Mm-hmm. We've got weeping red buds. We've got we've got weep. We got red buds that, that grow wider than other red buds. There's it's red bud mania. Just keep in mind with the world of red buds, these are typically plants that live on the fringe of the forest, which means they like to live where morning light is and a little afternoon shade, which kind of sounds like what you got. Yeah. Um. But they're in, they're plants that you know you get 15, 20 years out of, and then then typically go to pot. That's okay. just their genetic makeup. You can make them live longer, but they look pretty beat up. Okay. Um, you know, the dogwood family may work in your case. I don't know, particularly okay. Cornus, Cornus, Florida, which is a traditional spring-flowering dogwood. But at the same time, we've got, you know, the, the pagoda dogwood that Rich and I talked about today. Mm-hmm. is an excellent choice for that type of location. Okay. And you also have another one called Cornus Moss, which is the Cornelian cherry dogwood which is one of the first to bloom in this part of the country in the spring in February, March. Mine blooms every year about the third week of February. Um, and it produces these marvelous little red fruits that are absolutely delicious to eat if you can beat the birds to them. And you uh-huh. could also make alcohol out of them if you really want to be happy. Okay. Um, and then and then beyond that, you've got another dogwood that you may want to think about. is Cornus Cusa, which is the corn is the, is, the, is the Chinese dogwood, and then you've got hybrids where they've blended the Cusa dogwood with the Florida dogwood. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Okay. But you know, the other thing that 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 I think is there are so many choices, but there's also a lot of mistakes that can be made. Okay. And a lot of it depends on the on the soil conditions. The other group of plants that I want you to think about that I think are spectacular on all different layup levels and you probably a group of plants that you've never heard of before except you listen to garden talk are the snake bark maples.
5: Snake bark
1: maple. Yeah, okay. these trees are cool because these are shade lovers. Okay. And the snake bark maples, we have native native varieties that actually live here in the in in the northeastern part of Ohio called the uh, eastern snake bark maple, which is Acer Pennsylvanicum. Um, and there are other versions of it as well, like Tegumentosa and others. There's I think over 20 different snake bark maples. And what makes them unique is they have these green they have greenish bark with with white stripes on them. Oh, cool. And, and and what else makes them fun is, is when they bloom, they have these long pendulous yellow blooms that hang down. Um, and, and the flowers are typically yellow in color. Mm-hmm. And they are spectacular. And they form these little tiny samaritans that hang down like racemes. And they're not huh. a messy tree. They're a fun tree. Typically bright orange, yellow in the fall. The world is your oyster when it comes to small trees, okay?
8: Okay, well, my kids would love to name it that one.
1: So, so. Let's, let's, let's get a soil test. Let's not guess. Okay. And then we'll find out what type of wonderful trees you can plant. Have a great, great, you, great Easter. Bye-bye. More Garden Talk will continue after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
2: It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
8: It's Nancy here with my great, great friend, Christian Hunt of Joseph Airport Toyota Hyundai. You know, Chris, there's so much great stuff going on this month. Spring is finally here. People are starting to get their tax returns back. And it's a great, great time to be shopping for a vehicle at Joseph Airport Toyota Hyundai.
10: Absolutely. We're having a big sale. We have great availability. We have over 300 new Toyotas available, over 300 pre-owned vehicles available, and over 200 Hyundais available. Now, look, we are dealing. We want to have a big month. We're going to put the winter blues behind us and we want our customers to also and just have a big sale and make our customers happy.
8: I was so happy when I got my new Highlander that I was able to fully experience in person the Joseph Airport Toyota Promise and I did.
10: Great selection, low prices, and ease of doing business, whether you come in the showroom or shop online at josephairporttoyota.com. And hey, if you want a Hyundai, airhyundai.com. So remember this month, big sale at Joseph Airport Toyota. Get your new Toyota today.
5: 1959 was a very special year. Do you know why? Hi, this is Randy from Green Velvet Sod Farms. And this year, we're celebrating our 60th year in business. Green Velvet's founders, Ray and Mary Tisher, planted the seeds that would become Green Velvet on their farm near Bellbrook back in 1959. Over time, as the farm grew, our customers asked us for additional products to help grow and maintain plants in the landscape, such as grass seed, fertilizers, weed killers. And what was a small sod farm back in 1959, today grows over 700 acres of instant lawn sod and distributes a wide range of turf and ornamental supplies, serving the needs of landscape professionals throughout Ohio. Put 60 years of experience to work for you. Our team of turf professionals can provide you with solutions to all of your needs in the landscape. With four locations throughout Dayton and Columbus, the Green Velvet Advantage is not far away. Check out our website at greenvelvet.com. And remember, it's easy to be green with Green Velvet. At James
6: Free Jewelers, we love our heroes in uniform. And it shows with our preferred pricing Program. We're proud to offer an extra 15% savings to all active military, veterans, police, firefighters, and emergency medical responders. Because at James Free, we know that sound isn't noise, but the sound of freedom. 3100 Far Hills Avenue in Kettering. James Free Jewelers.
8: The Dayton chapter of A Special Wish Foundation is hosting the 5th Annual Superhero Donut Run May 25th. Presented by Allstate and sponsored by Bill's Donut Shop. This unique run offers a 10K, 5K, and kids fun run. After the race, enjoy a donut from Bill's Donuts. All proceeds will help grant the special wishes of local children battling life threatening disorders. Visit superhero donutrun.org. This airtime provided by Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Underwriters include White Allen and Dyer Garofalo, Mann Schultz.
0: Stock market instability, volatility, and losing money is a big concern. But it doesn't have to be. With a structured retirement plan, you can protect your money and forward your financial progress toward retirement. You don't have to risk your future riding the stock market roller coaster the Miami Valley's retirement resource and author of Income Allocation, David Gaylor at Tradewinds Financial Group, 800-385-0437. That's 800-385-0437. And tune in Saturdays at three for your game plan for retirement. Investment advisory services are offered through Precision Capital Management and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. At Wild Birds Unlimited,
8: we are your backyard bird feeding experts. Got squirrel problems? We can help. Blackbirds taking over? We know what to do. Wild Birds Unlimited. Visit us online and in the Voice of America Center in Westchester or in Springboro next to Dorothy Lane Market.
2: Springtime is here, which means the threat of severe weather. WHIO is the only radio station in the Miami Valley with meteorologists monitoring local weather 24 7. From Springfield to Trotwood and Tip City to Xenia, keeping your family safe is our number one goal. On AM 1290 and News 957, WHIO.
1: Does your neighbor have mulch volcanoes? You know how those mulches pile up on the trunk of the tree? If they do, we want to hear from you. 457-1290. Report your neighbor's mulch volcanoes to 457-1290. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Steady
4: rain moving into the Miami Valley this morning. We're going to see anywhere from a half to three quarters of an inch of precipitation. Many of us could see more than that as we move into the morning and afternoon hours. High temperature today lifting to 46 degrees. Those scattered showers tapering off as we go towards the late afternoon and early evening hours. Cloudy overnight with a low dropping to 39 degrees, but finally for Sunday, chilly to start in the morning hours, cloudy, but warmer and partly sunny as we get into the afternoon with a high of 65 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290
1: and News 95.7. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows conditions beginning to clear off. We still got overcast skies, winds out of the northwest. We're resting at 42 degrees at the airport, 43 in Springboro, 42 in Wilmington, 42 at my house. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk, AM 1290 and News 95.7 W-H-I-O.
2: The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24 hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO.
1: 457 1290 is the number of the dial, and yes, say no to volcano mulching. We do not want a volcano mulch. We do not. Ladies and gentlemen, stand by for Jim, Mary, and James. You will be at the top of next hour where I will diligently take all of your calls at 457-1290. Also next hour will be a $25 gift card to Nolan will be at stake. And also next hour, I want to hear from you. I want you to report to me who in your neighborhood, just give us a general area, in your neighborhood is doing volcano mulching to their landscape. 457-1290 on AM 1290 and News 957-WHIO.
2: From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.